You're listening to the Level Best Network. This is the Intercot Insider Live for October 26th, 2010. We're going to Disney World. The Intercot Insider Live is brought to you by Magical Journeys, the Disney vacation experts, and by the official ticket center for tickets to your favorite Central Florida theme parks and attractions at discounted rates. Welcome to another edition of the Intercot Insider. I'm John Yaglinski here in Walt Disney World with Melanie Bounds. Hey, Melanie. Hey, how's it going? Gary O'Brien sitting across the room from me. Gary. Hi, John. And lagging <laughs> like crazy. Uh, and Ian Mitchell uh, reporting in from the Philadelphia area. Ian. Go Phillies. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully by the time this airs, they won't have lost it all. But uh, I think yeah, we're, really. I think we'll we better be get in. this up quickly, John. <laughs> Put it on the website. Yeah, so we're we're uh, in Walt Disney World, suffering a little bit uh, with uh, Disney's internet connectivity. Um, Gary was unsuccessful plugging in. I'm plugged in. Melanie's on 3G. Gary's tethering, and we've got an incredible amount of lag right within the room. Um, we probably have a better connection. To to you, Ian, in Philadelphia than we do to the other two people in the room. But uh, nonetheless, we're out here um, at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Um, it's a beautiful day. It has been the whole week, and Gary and I have been out and about experiencing everything that is Walt Disney World and having a pretty good time at it. Um, but we've got a lot of things that uh, we want to talk about as a result, and I think, uh, where do we say we were going to start? Uh, with some news that came up. Um, on the discussion boards and some permits that apparently have been filed for um, Pleasure Island. Uh, apparently they're going to start some uh, redevelopment efforts or demolition efforts and things like that. Ian, uh, you know a little bit about this. You've been commenting. Combination of the two, it looks like, yeah. Um, right, so, you know, uh, the brief history of, you know, the Pleasure Island property, um, I mean, most people know it originally was a hard-ticketed, area so when you you, had, you needed separate admission to get into pleasure island and it seemed to me you know back uh you know then and i don't remember if somebody does remember when the switchover occurred you know remind me but you know, we used to go down there a lot and go to the adventurers club and uh you know even some of the other spots and um it was it seemed like it was jumping all the time and it was really um you know a nice a nice area to go at night and you could really hang out and have a good time but at some point in time in the probably the early part of this decade they um, decided for whatever reason to do away with the requirement to have admission, and they opened it up to you know pretty much anybody, and it seemed to struggle from there on out. It kind of went kind of went downhill right at that. Yeah, point. I mean it did. I, you know, it, it, I, I was there on uh, on several occasions when there was you know uh, quite a bit of police activity, and there was you know for lack of a better word some some shady looking characters wandering around. And I, the last time that I was there. Which John was may have been with you. I remember feeling modestly unsafe. There was definitely uh, <laughs> sort of an unsavory presence there. Of course, that was you, but um, right, yeah, was yeah, that fine. was that was me causing the problems. <sighs> was, I'm sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. But anyway, doing the, um, doing so, the Charlie so, Brown so, near the uh, that's the, correct near the big stage. stage. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's that's a story for another time. Uh, anyway, there was um, so they you know I don't know maybe it's probably been at least a year now they 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 shut it down and they said you know done. Um, which was somewhat surprising. They closed the Adventurers Club. You know, we all know the 
the uproar that created was it 2008. So it's been even yeah, longer. that's what I'm uh, reading. Yeah, four years. Yeah, so so there was four an uproar. There were there were petitions. It was all similar to the all too similar to the closing of Horizons and the closing of uh, <laughs> you know the the rumored death of Carousel of Progress and all that. And uh, you know as usual with Disney World management to no avail. Um, they wouldn't really want to listen to their guests, so they just closed it. Um, but anyway, according to what's posted on the boards on October 18th, they filed permits to begin what is referred to as improvements. Um, Pleasure Island Downtown Disney Redevelopment Project lists um, general description of improvement. That's it. Um, Affected buildings, it lists the Motion Club, Beach Club, the BET Soundstage, Adventurers Club is on the list, Comedy Warehouse, Portobello's Mannequins, and Raglan Road, which I don't get because I thought Raglan Road was brand new. It is, and very popular. Yeah, I thought so. Really? I didn't notice that on the list. It's on the last one. Um, However, it it lists separately like they're going to it's hard to say what what this actually means because like Fulton's Crab House is on here, which you know you would think is not going anywhere because that's also really right. popular. Some other, so I think to some degree it may just you know who knows it could just be reskinning some of these buildings. But the but the um, the rumor seems to be that they're going to demolish what's there and re you know reimagine the area for lack of a better word. But um, and I'm starting to see some rumors pop up both on our boards and some other places that. I've seen that it may be may come back to life with some sort of nautical theme, which of course fits with the backstory of what Pleasure On was the whole, right. you know, Merryweather Pleasure and all those. Well, it, I mean, it's interesting because yeah, it, it does mention that the area development between the Comedy Warehouse and the demolished BET slash Adventurers Club, which is just, I mean, talk about breaking your hearts. I mean, that that is yeah, for folks who went over there and had to experience the Adventurers Club, that'll be something like for those of us who experienced Horizons. It's just there's a piece of Disney history that is just going down the tubes there that. That was so unique and and clever, would, yeah, clever. Yes, um, uh, it was and, some of the best time. Like literally, like it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. Proper, like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, no, I mean, it, it just it doesn't make sense. It, it, I mean, the only thing we could think of, Gary and I were discussing this this morning as with Mel too, is that you know maybe uh there wasn't enough turnover in there maybe the amount being spent per guest maybe people were hanging in there too long and it, it maybe it all came down to money and it was one of those kind of things well, where yeah but the know, margin on those drinks was you know they were charging $10 you, know, you know people people maybe because of the show and everything that was going on in there they just weren't spending enough and there wasn't enough turnover and uh it's I, certainly I mean, possible I, I mean it's certainly possible you know you got to wonder how many people is there a large enough population of folks who go to Disney World and and, you know, spend a significant amount of alcohol on money on alcohol, right. you know, given the other things that they're doing. So, may, I mean, maybe, but but it seemed to be successful for a decade or more. I mean, when did when did uh, Pleasure Island opened in the, you know, in the eighties or maybe the late eighties or early nineties? So, I mean, it was around for a while. It seemed to hold its own, and it certainly seemed to have a following based on the, uh, you know, on the eighty nine. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, so it was open for you know twenty years. Well, it also right. it also is kind of depressing because um, well I mean you've now been pushed pretty much to the boardwalk area for yeah. nighttime entertainment or, um, or the you know the yeah right if you want if you want real fun you know entertainment yeah it's pretty much the uh, the dance hall the Atlantic dance hall and then um, jelly rolls 
you know, because yeah, I mean, you used to at least have some comedy and things like. I mean, the comedy club even was always yeah, it was full. A blast. There were people waiting. There was eight you know, tracks. We had a good time in eight tracks that one night. We went in there. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Oh, God. Well, I remember that. I don't want to. You know, it it does make you wonder because because over <laughs> at um, at Universal City Walk is pretty popular, and each one of those clubs are ticketed. Um, so, you know, you have to buy a ticket to get in there. Um, they've even got a fantastic club over there now where they have a live band on stage and they do live karaoke. So you get to sing on stage with a real band. Um, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, that's the kind of stuff you wonder, like, and that was my comment on the boards. And frankly, my issue with the entire, the entire thing is that they seem to have a very successful model where, you know, with the, with the paid admission and it seemed it's again, it seemed to be working. It lasted for, you know, at least a decade. And then they seem to, I think they thought by taking away the admission requirement, they would do what they ultimately did, which was attract more people, more locals to come there. Right. But then that didn't turn out the way they wanted it to to have turned out the way that they wanted it to. So the, you know, the whole thing and stuff, why not just re, you know, reinstate the, the admission requirement and uh right. you know and try that i mean it, it's just, it, it was it's it's pretty strange yep so, I, I, but it, i've always thought it was the sorry i hi john it's great to be here i get um, <laughs> i was just gonna i was just gonna i was just gonna chime in and say gary did we Who's lose you i mean i see you across john, the room john, from me, I'm, but. I'm reporting from antarctica um <laughs> I I was going to say it's the uh, it's the reverse of Las Vegas. Las Vegas decided to go back to being the adult Pleasure Island. And, right. You know Disney's distancing themselves from that. Wow, that is a big lag. <laughs> no, I I think you're right, um, and I think there is some of that, and they they kind of got that feeling that they they maybe it wasn't family oriented enough but by opening it up and allowing families and everybody to go through there you also allowed in people um you know an element that they didn't want just people ha- locals hanging around i guess i mean that, that that's the rumors that i heard i don't know whether yeah. that's true or not but but um you know it, it just seems it didn't work and and so now we're we're faced with uh, the club going away permanently adventures club being destroyed but you know who knows maybe maybe they'll bring some cohesion back to that area maybe they have something i, I just hope it's not more retail i i hope that, that you give us something or some reason to go down there um but you know being kind of the skeptic that i am it, it just it just makes me wonder whether it'll just be more shops well that you know and that's what's another thing that sort of surprised me was that i had heard um or i thought the the rumors that i had read originally was that that's exactly what it was going to become was more retail and dining there's some ambiguity on what's being discussed about it on the boards and there's also this i thought this was sort of um a little surprising in, in that they the apparently the the redevelopment of the area has been um outsourced to a company called Schuschler Creative. So it's not even like Imagineering. Um, you, know, well, you mean does the design work? Yeah, yeah. The, the entire, really? I mean, apparently the entire redesign is going to be outsourced to this Schuschler Creative company. So, Well, you know, the, I mean, the, actually that's a trend I've noticed, you know, probably over the last 10 years here that, you know, there used to be a time when this property was smaller that you would see nothing but Disney vehicles and Disney maintenance and Disney this and Disney that fixing things. And now uh, well, when you're around sorry, on property, yeah, go ahead, yeah, you John, see, sorry. I just, I, I hit it. I hit the jackpot. So, 
Okay. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, even on property, when you when you see things, you know, maintenance going on inside the parks and stuff, occasionally you'll see people in third party shirts and stuff fixing things. Yeah. There's there's definitely they've outsourced it, and I think I mean, probably it's just a you know matter of it being huge. Well, uh, we can put but, the mystery to bed, John, because Shushla Creative, um, their website lists them as industry experts in restaurant and retail creation. <laughs> so to me, that oh, seems oh, like oh, an answer to the question. No, no, they they created the Hot Dog Hall of Fame. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> hot Dog Hall of Fame. They, did. That's, that's, they created the Hot Dog Hall of Fame. So. Oh, wow. Uh, I, think that, uh, I think that pretty much answers the question. So we know what's coming. It right. would probably be, according to what I, I'm seeing um, on their site, it looks like they do themed you know, restaurants kind of experiences. I'm thinking you know, Rainforest Cafe kind of stuff. So. What's the Hot Dog Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. and where exactly. is it? Because I want to visit cover. it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I think, we've, I think we've pretty much covered the Pleasure Island redevelopment demolition uh, topic, so we can kind of move on to what's going on, uh, some things a little bit more local. Gary and I, um, uh, I'm staying at the Contemporary Resort. Gary was over at Wilderness. He's transferred over to Boardwalk, but uh, the other night we were looking for a place to eat, and we decided, by the way, we were able to get reservations on property pretty much last minute, which was good. Awesome. Um, Because nobody wanted to eat there. Right. Uh, Apparently. And that may be the case. So we, yeah, we got reservations at the Wave, which is now apparently the Wave of American flavors at Disney's Contemporary Resort. And I think this was supposed to be a um, replacement for the Concourse Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. What what they did in the Contemporary, for those of you who've been there in the past, is they moved the game room and the snack bar type um, restaurant from the bottom level and they put that up on the concourse level um, and they moved what would be the kind of intermediate sit-down restaurant which used to be the concourse steakhouse down to where the the um, game room was and snack bar was and have tried to make it a restaurant but it kind of almost felt like they were they were trying to get the feeling of of what the Kona is like to the Polynesian, in that it's it's kind of a you know just a a, a middle of the road kind of restaurant, you know, a, a trying for a decent atmosphere, um, not super expensive but not super cheap. You know, it's kind. Of, it, in other words, we, we're not really sure what this restaurant is supposed to be, but it's going to be something. Um, so we ended up going down there, and it is a confusing mess. Let me just put it that way. Uh, from the second you walk in, you look like you're going into Space Mountain. Um, it, it's got kind of the the lighting and kind of thing. You feel like you're going through a tunnel. Then you open out into a bar area, which seems like it could be a nice adult kind of bar. And it, even a little bit odd in that they have these circular couches and dim lighting. And it, it's got that kind of, I, I mean, just you know, sort of swanky kind of feel to it. And then you walk over to the dining area and you've got, for lack of a better term, what looks like an upscale Denny's. Oh, wow. I like yeah. Denny's. Did they serve the Grand Slam? <laughs> you, but they did, they did serve a recreation on waffles, uh, 
chicken and waffles. Oh, right oh man. Yes, and it took me three hours to realize that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad sign. <laughs> it, uh, it's, it, there's no intimacy, and in the, there, there's a lot that could have been done um, to make the restaurant more interesting, but it's very wide open in the field. The tables are way too far apart, and it's confusing at best. Um, and worst of all, the uh, the food just was not very good at all. Yep. So what are you doing, John? No, that's that's uh, Gary and Mel are showing each other the Sorry. computers and taking the it headphones like, on and off. It sounds off like you're and... you're podcasting from a wrestling match. What? Well, <laughs> it did sound a little bit oh, like. Sorry. That. That's okay. God, John, can you control those two. Oh wow, I'm just looking at the pictures. Uh, the bar looks very cool, actually. Yeah, the bar was nice. Could have used a couple more TVs. That area is nice, but but what they're trying to do is it's it's supposed to be a family friendly area, and it's it's just very confusing because you, if you walk down and into it and look around and you don't see the restaurant area, you go, hmm, okay, I don't belong, I don't belong here, or I'm underdressed. And then you walk onto the other side, and it's like a 1970s Denny's. I mean, it just you know with the brown colors and oranges. The chairs are ugly. This is proof of, of that, John's theory. A guy two tables over from us had his napkin in his collar. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> it's a good look. <laughs> well, it, it, it just it, – it is – like I said, it's, it's just very confused. And um, from the rumors that I've heard, um, the guest satisfaction – is not very high in this place, and they they keep changing and tweaking things to to make it better. But um, honestly, my steak there was not good mm. um, to the point where I felt like I had to say something about it. Now, the service was good, and the probably waitress because was, there's no one there. That could be too. <laughs> um, but th- but they were more than good about it. I mean, when I brought it up, they comped. Um, our desserts and it, it, I mean yeah. they've got an interesting concept. Um, Gary got flights of beer. I got flights of wine. Oh yeah, I saw your tweets. That's right. There. And then for dessert, they had like a flight of desserts too. And and the other thing was, Gary. I mean, it, it just there was a concept there, and it just it didn't get executed. Like. Almost, you know, you were coming in and you had your drink and you ha- you had the choices of the flights of this and the flights of dessert and Gary's uh, meal was a recreation on something. It's like somebody had kind of thought about it, but uh, it, the execution was off. It seems like if they're going to be the wave of American flavors, then you know that I, that flight idea would be good and should go throughout the entire the entire thing and. You know the the entrees didn't seem to match up with the drinks and and but the desserts did, but they also didn't mention any of it. So if I was supposed to get it, I didn't get it <laughs> because they didn't they didn't clue me in. Right, and I I think that just goes back to the whole thing. So um, and apparently they when they originally opened uh, they were doing things with uh, whole grains and stuff like that. And people were going in there for breakfast and complaining because they just wanted normal, you know, bacon and eggs and that kind of stuff. And so someone, someone said they were, they were Mediterranean for a while, which makes sense with the wave. 
I kind of thought they were in the beginning. That's why I'm sort of surprised to hear you guys talk about it like it's a you know American. I thought it was a Mediterranean themed restaurant. Well, I think they're. Yeah, I thought it they're was a kind of. Well, I yeah. thought what I had heard that it was like a. Um, uh, what was it? A sustainable foods kind of thing originally, which they still have with one of their fish. It says yeah. Yep. yep. So, but I think that well, extended that's a, a whole topic further in and of itself. Yep. Well, yeah. Whether people really care about that kind of stuff when they're on vacation or not. No, I just want good Give me food, a freaking honestly. cheeseburger. <laughs> out of my way. So I had the chance uh, the other day to go over to um, Cosmic Rays, uh, Ian, mm-hmm. and uh, speaking of food on property, and um, had ordered up a cheeseburger and realized the cheesesteak is back on the menu. Very excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, they actually use cheese whiz over there. Um, so, and the roll do they not, really? And the, the roll's not too bad. Yeah. Wow. Hey, maybe they've evolved in the cheesesteak area. Because the last time I had okay, a cheesesteak, wait, uh oh, I ran away. Mel's well, raised her hand. Being a southerner, here. being a southerner, <laughs> cheesesteak or cheese whiz is good thing. That's an authentic That's Philadelphia cheesesteak. I did not know that. Okay. okay so yeah, the, one, the one and only time I ordered a cheesesteak south of Philadelphia was in Atlanta, and they brought right. me a a a like a I guess Texas toast is the best way to call it with a piece of steak, not and not it, like. And did they put know, it green was peppers steak, and onions and, on it and, too? And then there was there was some yeah. sort of cheese on it. <laughs> yeah. And I said to the guy, I looked at the guy, I said, "What what what is this?" And he said, "That's a cheesesteak." I said, "Well." I, I don't know what you think this is, but I can tell you for sure it ain't a cheesesteak. <laughs> it is a steak with cheese. It however. is a steak with cheese on it, but that doesn't make yes, cheese. literally. Well, yeah. well, we'll have to I'll have to check that out. Yeah, Ian, okay. Ian and I are both originally from Philadelphia, so right. the home of the cheesesteak. So a, a cheesesteak, a proper cheesesteak, is kind of a uh, a really thinly sliced. Um, what, what, what do you almost call it? Like a ribeye or not? Yeah, or a, kind of a. Well, first really, of all, it starts with the roll. I mean, you got to have well, the right yeah, roll. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then right, and then it's like a shaved, shaved. like yeah, very thinly shaved. Um, like yeah, I think they use ribeye. Yep. And uh, and then you got to have a nice big glop of cheese was on top of it, and then of yeah, course you know, it's called yeah. You you basically get it with or without, and that's wit with or without. Yeah, or, or 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 onions. You can onions with onions. Yeah, yeah. As well. However, anything beyond that and peppers. You can do hot peppers if you really, if you really. Hot a, peppers uh, or green peppers? No, uh, like hoagie spread peppers. Usually, it's those yeah. kind of that red, uh, yeah. yellow, green kind Dust. of concoction yeah. mess. Yeah, that that sort of thing. Yeah. So but, they had it here. You saw one. They actually they do have the thinly sliced like ribeye type steak. It, the nice. roll is decent and it is whiz on top. I'm uh, all right, I'm, I am I am so there then. That's, <laughs> this could become my new. I mean, I already like it, but it could become an even even higher rated restaurant on my list of places to. Uh, <laughs> good, good I mean, speaking of restaurants the, in the Magic Kingdom, by the way, when we were talking about favorite restaurants the other day, and. Uh, you know, my wife reminded me after when she was listening to the podcast. She said, "How could you not mention the Plaza? So underrated. You guys ever eat there? I have never eaten there. It's been a really? long time. Long, totally long time. underrated. Very good restaurant. Always easy to get into. Nice little you know, atmosphere. It's a great spot. You can sit, especially if you're lucky enough to sit in the back corner where the windows are that look out. Awesome place. I would. I totally left it off my list, and it's definitely one of my favorite restaurants. Nice. You know, they have burgers and good, really good sandwiches and. Milkshakes the are plaza, awesome. The plaza in Disneyland is good. 
Yeah, it is. It, it's it, a good we one ate too. that when we were there too, and it was and right. It was, but it, is it similar? Ever talk? Yeah, nobody ever talks yeah. about it. It just kind of sits there all by itself. Right. It's really good. I, I really, we really like that. So Trish made me promise that I would mention the plot. <laughs> give it. A all point. right, I may, I may have to make it over there. Gary, you were going to say something there before Ian cut uh, you off. I keep forgetting <laughs> he's even here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> for Gary. We should give Gary like five minutes at the end to just talk, and you know, we'll all just listen to him. Uh, I was just going to point out that the steak that we're talking about for people who. You know, aren't familiar with it is not steakums. No, no, no definitely uh, no, that's no, no. real. That's like a processed meat food. You know, yes. yeah, yeah, no, processed meat substitute. Yeah, no. but that's what that's what you usually get in ballparks and things like that is like steakums with onions. <laughs> well, True. Well, moving on. I guess uh, we've covered some food at least. Um, we, we can have food in every episode. Well, you know what? Actually, we can talk a little bit about dining, though, um, a, a, a different kind of dining, a little more intimate um, over at Mexico. We actually, Gary and I, um, had a chance to buzz over there the other day and uh, hit La Cava del Tequila. What is that? The Cave of Tequila? Tequila probably? Cave. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, and... Actually, very good. Yep. Great spot. Um, very intimate. Um, really nice. Uh, they, we, surf, they serve finger foods to go along with, which was fantastic. Yeah, they actually, mean, that was really good. Yeah. So, uh, Did you guys sample the, uh, the, the, the wares? Yep. We had a flight of uh, tequila liqueur. We were not quite ready to go down... Tequila Avenue, um, so we we went for the liqueur instead, um, and that was great. Um, and for the record, I had already been drinking in four or five countries. So, well, we had already done the fifteen beers for fifteen years. We had a flight of beers there. <laughs> I'm starting to see how this went. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard not you know when you're down here not to uh, enjoy everything that the food and wine festival has to offer. Um, and they've made it even easier, which is another thing that we were talking about. These, um, they've got these celebrate Disney gift cards things, and I'm holding it up here. And of course, you can't see that, but it's uh, sort of a wristband that has a miniaturized gift card attached to it. So, the biggest problem when you go when you go down um, there and you're, you're, you're going to not get your head. But Gary's taking a picture of Mel. I'm tweeting it. He's tweeting. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, it's awesome, though. One of the one of the things you know when you're walking around, it's like you're continuously pulling out five and ten dollar bills out of your wallet, and it's like okay, again, again, again. So now you just put it around your wrist, you let them swipe it, you preload it with a certain amount of money, and boom, you're in, you're out, you're done. And so is this um like is this an all the time thing or is this just a food and wine thing? Well, you can you can use it anytime. Yeah, I mean, I'm, essentially, I'm going to keep mine. Yeah, essentially, it's just a reloadable gift card. Right. And it says on the back, let's see, it's good at participating locations at Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World Resort, Disney Cruise Line, Disney Store locations. So pretty much any other gift card. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so it's got a little bit broad because I was thinking to myself, self, I was thinking, why would you do that above <laughs> just? Why would you do that above just loading up your resort key with cash and using that? But if it's well, got it's just uh, stuff like outside, it's on your of, wrist. yeah, yeah well, it's, that's, it's a little wristband thing. It's which the is size, it's small. Um, it, you Toss know, it over. 
Yeah, it'd be neater if they could make them like glow in the dark. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> well, it's, it's a cruise ship it's inspired because like that's what they do on the cruise ships. You know, when you go on or a cruise and, and at the water parks as well, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so so, that, so it's extent. it's kind Good of idea. traveled over, but yeah, it just made things a lot easier last night. Well, uh, what it does I, is it makes it easier for you to spend money. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Which well, is, we, were just, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. I how, was with how quickly you can go through fifty dollars or seventy five dollars. Yeah, last night, I was, I was with, with uh, official ticket center Patrick, um, who was kind enough to be my guide through <laughs> the food and wine festival, and Patrick Did you got us. Yeah, and Patrick bought us these things, and uh, I think we reloaded twice. It was uh, 50 bucks in the beginning, 50 bucks in the end. So I think I still got a little bit of money left on mine, but, but we easily blew through, I think, about 75 or $80 last night. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's, but, the, but in Disney World terms, that's like, you know, 10 bucks. Well, yeah, and, that bad. and you know yeah, what? Well, the, all the food from all the individual countries and things like that were better than what I got at the Wave. <laughs> well, you know, having gone to I mean, food honestly, only, only two or three times, I thought the food was fantastic. I, mean, I had some it really is. good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I did like really good. One of these days, I want to do that. Um, I can't. I, I'm gonna completely I'm lost on the name. The senses. What's that? Party for the senses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to do that one of these times. That that that's supposed to be fantastic. It is. Having done it once. No, twice. I'm sorry. I, I actually have been to it two times. Um, it the food is great. Um, you get a nice uh, sampling of uh, beverages and things like that. Desserts. Uh, it's in a very small area. It's great. Um, Where is it? At the Odyssey? In, or? No, it's in the event pavilion near um, England. The old, it's the old Millennium. Oh, right, village, right, right, right. The Millennium Building. Yep. Yeah, exactly. the old Millennium right. Village. Yep. So that's food. We can move on from there, I suppose. You know. <laughs> so, so really, we're done with food. Gets, gets thumbs up from John and, Gary, so. and I've been there as well, and, and would also give a thumbs up. I and I did partake of the tequila, and they had a very nice uh, selection, some really nice stuff. Yeah, and a great again, a great atmosphere, very well yeah, done. And I would love to see more small, intimate kind of places like that where you can uh, feel like you're almost not in Disney at all for a couple of seconds. <laughs> I mean, you just want to break. That part where we, you know, Disney is an escape from the real world, but when we're in Disney, we want some place where we can escape, to escape from. from well, yeah. I, 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 yeah, that, that's the one craziness. way I'm putting it. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, that's more what I meant. The the craziness of the crowds and things like that. Uh, yeah. When you're out right. in Epcot and things get a little crazy in the afternoon, it, all of a sudden you go in Mexico and it's like it all washes away. Yeah. It's kind of like that with Mexico anyway. Just the whole yeah. pavilion is kind of serene. Hey, and, we could do that for our favorite today, Mel. Favorite Epcot pavilion. Okay. Okay. Well, let's move into that. The That's best good. of. I like that. It was a great segue. Thank you. Yep. Plus <laughs> <Lost> one. <laughs> Gary, since you've been since you've been unintentionally silenced by me talking too much, why don't you why don't you go first? For my favorite pavilion. Yes. Oh. Welcome to the podcast, Gary. Country or pavilion or thing to do for yeah, that matter. Pavilion not, not limited to World Showcase, mind you. Future, right. world. Future world as well. Uh, wow, that's really hard. I wish you had given me time to think about it. Um, no. you know, I'm, actually, I, I, I have to go with the UK um, just for two reasons. One, Rose and Crown. Uh, I love here, here. the Rose and Crown. Yep. The bar uh, or the restaurant? The beer. Or both. <laughs> uh, but yes, the beer. Uh, and secondly, <laughs> secondly the, the fish and chips. 
Well, uh, well that well, yeah, he yeah. hit on a soft spot for me. I love that. Yeah, me yeah. too. You know, you Once a trip, you have to have the once. <laughs> once a day. <laughs> once a weekend trip when we come over for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, we used to um, back when um, one of my my lost treasures of Disney World was still running the Tapestry of Nations parade. We that was our ritual every night when Tapestry of Nations would start. We would go to Rosen Crown and get get a couple of uh, you know uh, yards of beer and sit on the curb there and watch Tapestry of Nations, and it was awesome. I I I, I love uh, I love that spot. Yeah, Mel, what do, what do, what do you like to do in Epcot? Uh, I know. Illuminations. Yeah, well, you know, you can't yes. I mean, it's just it's almost embarrassing how, how much every time. night we're there for illuminations, yes. Um Well, like Gary, I wish I would have had a little time to think, but I guess coming coming to mind would be Japan, just kind of for nostalgic reasons. Sentimental we, reasons. Sentimental, yes, since we live there. Um uh, we love going now. We can semi communicate with the cast members which is fun um love tepanito candy lady yeah well she speaks very good english (laughs) the candy lady yeah maybe she just puts on an act when she's not there i'm lost oh you don't know the the crazy candy lady first name basis of the candy lady what's her name um the lady yeah i can't remember her name you You know know the candy lady no She has, there's a cart. She's incredible. Yeah, there's a cart. Her name's Miyuki, I think. There's a cart underneath the, um, right uh, right underneath, like literally kind of right underneath the, the roof. Right by the Mitsukoshi entrance. Yeah, exactly. Right by the store entrance. And, and she comes out every, I don't know, I don't know how often the show runs, a couple times a day. Three or four times a day, yeah. And, And she makes, like, these outrageously intricate, Intricate um, candy yeah. sculptures, and they're you know Taylor oh. had actually gotten a couple of them. She gives them out to the kids when she's done, but she does dragons and you know all kinds of, and it's amazing. She has these little like clipper thingies, and she'll take like this big wad of goo, and it, she just she just goes nuts with it's it, amazing. and yeah, and like literally like less than a minute later, she's handing you this you know unbelievably uh, detailed uh, candy you know whatever unicorn. Tiny, she's they're phenomenal. tiny. And- yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's one of the it, we every time we see her there, no matter where we're going or what we're doing, we stop and watch because she's that right. interesting. But but she, I, I don't know, maybe she just does it as part of her routine. But one of the most entertaining things is listening to her talk because she seems to have a limited grasp of the English language and just says the same. Oh, thing. you think? And yeah, well, Emily, um, one of our other, I guess I'm used to it. <laughs> maybe yeah, one of our other members and I were there the one day and we we couldn't stop. Laughing because she just would say, just giggling, yeah, free candy, free candy, <laughs> <laughs> you free candy. So it was, it was, it, but she, she's, yeah, un- I'm used to that. <laughs> never seen it. Literally, like, make it a point on your next trip to go because it's, it's, it's like breathtaking to watch her do it. She's yeah. unbelievably talented. She's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, every time I come down here, it's, I learn something new. And I, actually, it's one of the great things about. Disney World. There's always something that I didn't know about, even though I've been coming here, you know. For she's been doing it for years. It's been a long time. Oh, but yeah, but yeah she's, she's she's cool. Um, we love Tokyo Dining now. It's some of the best sushi we've found since we've come back to the states. Um, the Taiko drummers. Anyway, love Japan. Yeah. So great stuff. <laughs> and they and they have Hayao Miyazaki twice. 
Oh. You know, Ponyo, Totoro, Kiki's right. Delivery Service, all of those things. That's that's what my kids like about them. Uh, Gary's talking about animation at this point. Yeah, That's right. It. All right, all right, all right. I, 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 because I was going to pretend I knew what he was talking about. But yeah, it took again. It took me a second to, to catch up there, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Kiki's Delivery they, Service." Just, and I remember that name now. Somebody opened a whole new exhibit on that stuff. Did they? Because they used to have that really cool toy museum in the back, but I feel like that that left right. I think that's where that exhibit went. Yeah, that's what I thought. Exhibit. That was awesome. Yeah. They had, John, have you had, had you ever gone back there? Uh, a long time ago. Oh yeah, yeah. wind up toys and yeah, yeah like that old, was cool. old old like metal tin steel, you know, ones. Really great stuff back there. It was really cool. Very very retro. Very fun to go look at. Well, yeah. so do I get to go next now? You do. Absolutely. Uh, you don't have you don't have to, but because Horizons isn't there. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. Um, ones don't count, John. You got to pick a. Yeah, with the um, the the recent refurb of Spaceship Earth, it would have been an easy answer up until that point. Um, and I, to me, the ending has kind of ruined that ride in the way I used to like it. So uh, up until then, uh, that that absolutely was my favorite ride in in Epcot or attraction. And now. I'm really having, and this says something about where things have went. I'm having a hard time thinking of what I like best about Epcot. I mean, it's still my favorite park, ambiance-wise, um, being there, walking around. Um, uh, I, honestly, if I was given a choice, Food and Wine Festival itself would be my favorite thing there, but uh, if I'm talking about an attraction, I think, I, and this is strange, but I'm, I'm going to have to go with Soren at this point. I, I, I think um, mm-hmm. over at the land, um, I, I still think the food is reasonably good over there. You get a pretty good variety um, in the food court. Um, I still like the ride um, itself, the boat ride, uh, living with the land. Um, and I love so, that ride. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So... so that, that's weird coming from me. I, I really would have said Spaceship Earth until a couple of years ago, and it, I wouldn't have even thought about this question. But I think at this point, I'm going to go with the land for the well, tra- traditional Epcot. Feel. Bill, I'm going to show you a picture, and that's why he doesn't like it. That's, <laughs> that's why awesome. he doesn't like the end. You, you realize this is uh, audio, Gary. I was yeah, showing that's it great, to Gary. Thank so. you for your help. Yeah, thanks, Gary. <laughs> that's yeah, really the, audi- the audience is going, yeah, I get it now. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, I, I, don't a, I can take a picture, a picture of it from the end tweeted. of the. Uh, yeah, why don't you tweet that for us? It's no. the end of the ride. And it's the end of the ride. Gary Mark and I Ed made funny sure. faces the other day. I'm not, and... not going to tweet it because I'm in it. Oh, oh please! No. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, like a, look like a serial killer in that photo. Ian, well, what's your everybody favorite? Everybody looks like a serial killer at the end of that ride. Uh, you know, that's yeah. So I would actually, John, have probably right been there with you on on spaceship earth bef- before they um refurbed it I, I can't say that I'm, I, I don't dislike the the refurbed version mm-hmm. it's just not nearly as good as it used to be um well, i the, like it right up until the point where you go backwards I yeah just, I, agree. I just don't I like the new I mean, interactive part i liked i still like the first although judy dench sorry jeremy irons jeremy irons yeah yeah i mean that was the poor I don't really that one. That's one of those again. Like the, I always come back to these mystifying 
like why? inexplicable changes that, that that they make. Like imagination, like why take something that works and disassemble it and build something that sucks? Why? And why the, do they? Why do they insist on talking down to you? It yeah, it's horrible. Like that she's way. talking down. Oh, and this is the way the first computer was invented. Mm, yeah, okay. you dummies. Right. Clearly, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, by men with throat beards sitting in a garage, <laughs> neck, neck beards, <laughs> neck beards, and a woman in a strange, inexplicably uh, Uhuru, uh, the Uhura, Uhura yeah. Star Trek costume, yeah, with the computer uh, clipboard. Yeah, yeah it's very strange. But anyway, uh, I would have gone there. Um, I could go Soren because I like Soren. Um, but you know, I, I'm going to be honest. I think if I had to pick. Uh, I, I I probably would pick Mexico. I mean, I, the 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 ride is not nearly as um, endearing as it used to be right. when it was just sort of Mexico. It's a small world, but it's um I love the atmosphere inside. It's just so cool. I mean, it is very escapist. It's la 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 la. Is that even in the new ride? No. Uh, well, not, yeah, it is no. actually. Whatever. It, it, oh, is it? it? It's the background music. It is still the background music. Um, it's just a little more kind of. La la la. Oh no, no, la, it's not. La, no, la, la, right. it's la 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 la. Song. It's uh. Yeah. Do, 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 the three caballeros. Yeah, no, it's uh, not. Uh, it's definitely I mean, that's not. That's another one where, like, again, like they took what was a reasonably cute ride. I mean, I know that some people had some concerns about it from a stereotype typing standpoint, so maybe that's the reason they felt compelled to do something with it. But it was entertaining, and now it's just sort of weird. Um, it doesn't but, really feel like it tells a very good story. But, um, but overall, you, you still like. Oh, I, I mean, it's like first of all, let's be real. One of the best things and the most most compelling um, kind of draws of anything in in Walt Disney World, you know, especially if you're visiting in the summertime, is, is air conditioning, and it is always <laughs> so. You know, cool. It's a very and cool pavilion. Yeah, it is. It's 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 you know, it's it just feels cool. The atmosphere. Do you think is cool. it's nighttime and yeah, yeah, and and it's neat. I mean, it it has that old to me. It has that old school kind of Imagineering feel, similar to like Pirates of the Caribbean, where you go inside and yet you feel like you're outside. And you know, they do. It's such a good sell job of you know, kind of convincing you that you really are in in you know this sort of. Uh, uh, courtyard in Mexico somewhere with the buildings and you know I always joke when I go in there that you know I like that's my retirement home right there you know I'm going to pad out onto the balcony in the morning with my coffee and watch all the guests you know so it's that that would probably be it's my favorite pavilion I, again it's not my favorite ride um, and it's not my favorite attraction in but it's definitely my favorite spot I think and and I like the I I've gone back and forth on San Angelo, and I had a couple of good meals there, followed by a couple of bad lunch experiences. But then the last time I went, it was fantastic. So um, I do like the restaurant. The, the overlook of the ride is really cool. So I think overall that would be my pick. By the way, spe- speaking of the uh, San Angel, now the the other version of that, which is out on the water, yeah, had a chance to look at the uh, pricing there. Woo. A little yeah. expensive. They're new. They're new. Uh, the the new yeah. Italian place that replaced Alfredo's is the same way. Boy, they're 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 pricey. Some of these Beautiful, new. I'm ass- yeah. yeah, I'm assuming that the contracts that Disney's negotiating with the new, you know, for the space with the new um, restaurant tours are are such that it compels driving them. the prices up. You charge. Yeah, I mean that would be my guess. I don't, and I don't know if it has any tie into the dining plan as far as what they're required to do with that or. But I mean, just, I, I don't know. I, I just had looked at the menu, and maybe I need to look again. But it seemed like most. Are you of the talking thing, about 
La the, Hacienda or the yeah, the, the, the seated restaurant, the yeah, La Hacienda, I guess it is. Um, yeah, it seemed like the prices ran twenty and up. Yeah. Um, for anything. Well, that's that's you know that's pretty standard at uh yeah. at, at the newer restaurants. I mean that the the Italian place is uh is the same way. I mean it's uh they're they're priced there. I think I think you're hard pressed to find, you know, even like a pasta menu. Or a pasta dish that's under uh, under twenty bucks. Well, Sean, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think we were looking at the lunch menu too. Yeah, it might have been. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Uh, oh wow! But but well, it, that or it may have been posted. We, it, they may just have the lunch and dinner menu posted. We were over there no, around lunch. No, you're time. right, John. I have the lunch menu up in front of me. I mean, it's um, there's flank steak for twenty six. Yep. See, uh, pork wow. tenderloin for twenty six. Yeah. That, Even the tacos are twenty three bucks. That okay. So it was. I mean, I'm I'm right on target. Yep. Then. Marinated that, chicken for twenty four. Tilapia for twenty four. Yeah. And this is like a lot the, of money. This does not say whether it's lunch or dinner. Um, it is. Bet, that better be uh, super chicken that you're getting. <laughs> yeah, well, this, no, not, no. Super this, chicken. Just, this doesn't appear to have. It's not open for lunch. Yeah, you're right. It's dinner only. Oh, okay, yeah. so that is dinner. Right. Dinner, dinner only. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, All right. it's dinner. So it is. Um, All right. I, I got to be honest. Still, that's still pricey. I mean, I'd that rather is, I'd rather head into the cave of tequila and have uh, their <laughs> appetizers. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, hey, the appetizers were all over ten bucks. Yeah, but the ten, I could eat that for a dinner. Uh, yeah, well, if you, uh, you can know, do that, then you're, you're in good shape. And have have some tequila, and, and that's a good dinner for me. Well, you know, when you look at those prices, though, it starts to make that dining plan more appealing because you're only paying thirty eight bucks. <laughs> you're only paying thirty eight bucks for a day dining, dining plan, plan, and if you're going to get you're going to get a twenty six dollar entree for dinner with a you know with a a, a yeah. dessert and a Unless it's one of the, unless it's one of the ones that they count as two. Yeah, um, and I don't know if it is or is not. I do know that there. I don't the think room, it is. I, my mom and I was told, and I think I read on the board that they're switching Le Cellier over to a two credit yes. dinner. So that's uh, that may be an emerging trend too. Yeah, I have the menu up for the uh, for the new Italian place, Tutto Italia, and it's the same same thing. Twenty three dollars for bow tie pasta, lasagna twenty five, wow. pasta twenty six. More well, we are in a recession. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I will say, look, I mean, in fairness, you know, these restaurants are positioning themselves as, you know, high end, whether you could argue all the live long day, whether they meet that criteria from a quality and service standpoint. And I know folks who are true foodies probably wouldn't say that they do, but I do enjoy eating there. And, you know, I ate out the other night at a, at a Capitol Grill, and I mean, I paid a heck of a lot more than than that for what I got. So, you know, the prices are expensive, but if you compare it with, you know, other chains, I mean, I, heck, you can pay 15 bucks for a, you know, a steak at Outback. So, I mean, it, it's... <laughs> True. You should, you should see how much I spend at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Oh, I mean, don't get on Buffalo not, Wild yeah, Wings. Yeah, let's not bring that up. It's <laughs> <laughs> not... I, I, hey, uh, well, I am going to... I'll mention a little bit there that uh, very pleased with, uh, as I always am, for quick, fast, decent food at the ESPN club, went over there, had the uh, chicken dingers, which essentially is equal to the boneless wings at Buffalo Wild Wings, served out to me in like five to seven minutes. Um, Hot, fresh, uh, fries too, ready to go. Buffalo Wild Wings, easy 20 to 30 minutes for the same thing (laughs) every time I go. Um, But but my uh, total bill... That's where I am, so... Total bill from ESPN club... 
uh, with tip uh, was eighteen twenty one. Yeah, um, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good meal. I mean, that, yep. you did well there. We love the ESPN Club. Yeah, we too. go at least once a month. I think John and I ate there three times in February. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. good meal without a doubt. Definitely a good meal. Uh, I have we a love sport. I have a topic that's not on our list. Did you guys? And it's been um, it's been discussed on the boards the the fight that occurred on the bus. Oh yeah, I what? wasn't sure. If we, uh, I, I really wasn't sure if we wanted to broach that topic or not because well, it was you know, little, I, you know, it's a little awkward. What happened? It is awkward, but th- there's video of the fight. Uh, yeah, the the bus YouTube. driver is ba- is back working. He's been cleared of any wrongdoing. Uh, oh, essentially, that. that's what I just saw. I don't know if it's actually true. But that's what. It's yeah, like. you don't know if it's official. It's just uh, right. Room at this point. Uh, so it's a story, also, to be honest with you. I mean, it was well, what happened. Yeah, what happened was they they uh, there was a line. Was it at Pleasure Island or Downtown Disney or? No, oh, was it uh, no, I, Disney it. Studios? Oh, yeah. yeah, it was Disney Studios. That's uh, sorry, I just reverbed. Uh, and the bus driver had a full bus. The there was this man with his wife and a baby, and he felt like they should have been given priority seating or gotten on the bus first or something. And he was yeah, well, so just, angry. I mean, so in the interest of kind of presenting it in in a full the, – there is some – I saw reported somewhere that he claimed that he was first in line for the bus and the bus driver made him fold his stroller, you know, which right. frankly you always have to do. And then by the time he got the, fold, the, the stroller folded and I guess got right. back in line, you know, the bus was full and he could It was get full. It. Right. So I mean – However, however, that – whatever his reason, it doesn't give you the uh, – the, the, you know, the right to throw your baby right. at a bus driver and then strangle him. Right, which is exactly what? Yes. Yeah. 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 You haven't seen the video, John? Oh, and of course this is on video? Yeah. But somebody yeah, captured on, this, you know, on phone cam or something uh, like that? This is your yeah. front they didn't get the, apparently it's not the worst part. Uh, no, they didn't get the, the baby throw, but they do. Right. you can see him strangling him. Uh, you hear him arguing, and Ian's right. I, I do recall him saying that I was here first. Um, oh but he God. was, he was incensed and, and, uh, Bus you know, yeah, yeah, over, over, I granted end of the day, but hmm. you yeah. don't throw you know, your kind of, I mean, it, it's interesting. I, I would, I mean, the event itself is, is obviously something worthy of discussion, but you know, the, what, there was a couple things that struck me immediately about it when I read and when I read the story and, uh, watched the video. And number one is that. You know, Disney, to some degree, their buses are so slow anymore. I mean, I don't know whether it's because they've cut back on the number of staff that runs, or I know that they went to this, like, bus-on-demand system a little while ago that seemed to me to make things much worse instead of better. But, boy, if you're in a place and you're trying to go somewhere that's not real popular, you can wait a long time for a bus. So if you're a guy – and, look, I'm obviously not justifying – Anyone throwing their baby and choking somebody, that's never an appropriate response. <laughs> never I mean, a good thing. Never. No, I mean, clearly it's never – that's never okay. So you know, anybody who listens to this, please know that please, I'm not in any way yeah, justifying Don't throw your that. baby and choke someone. Yeah, never the, throw your baby and choke somebody. This public service However, brought to you by Ian Mitchell. You've been wandering around you know, all day. It's probably hot. It's you – know, right. you're tired. You've got maybe a cranky child, right. and, and you, you're – you could have been waiting there for 40 minutes to get a bus, and you're first in line, and all of a sudden the guy's telling you you're not getting on the bus. I mean, I wouldn't choke the guy. I wouldn't throw my baby at him, but I would definitely have some heated words. I mean, I would. That's not 
that's not fair. The bus driver, if he legitimately held the guy off the bus because his stroller wasn't folded, and again, this is all speculative. I don't know whether this is true or not. That's just what I saw. You know, he should have held some space for the guy and his kid. Yeah, that would have been the right thing to do. Well, it's kind of they, they should have. They almost should have boarded him if he was first in line. They should have boarded him first, kind of like almost the way that uh, they they hold the space for folks that are in wheelchairs or whatever on the monorail. You know, they they bring them through, and it's like, okay, let's let's make sure you've got a place. And right, uh, I mean, the, how long I mean, does it take? To could we be a little more? Yeah, could we be? But could we be? Yeah, a little bit more sensitive. But right. uh, but, but again, does not, not knowing, justify his response. Yeah, yeah and, not, and then and the not other knowing thing, what exactly happened. Either, the other you know, thing I'm that struck me was, like, from what I read, it took security forever to get there. You know, right. I mean, this could have really been a tragedy. Like, th- th- if, if this guy had gone a little bit further, I mean, that poor bus driver could have been killed. And where was Disney security in all this? Like, they're supposed to have this, you know, mouse police that, I mean, I hear these stories all the time about, you know, something happens in the park and the mouse police, you know, materialize swarm, out of nowhere. Swarm, swarm, Yeah, where were they? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, from what I understand, this went on for 10 minutes before somebody finally showed up. I mean, that's a little where, scary. Where did it, like, where did it take place, Ian? At, at one of the parks? Yeah, Disney the- Studios. Okay. Well, yeah, you would think that there would be somebody actually inside the studio that that they'd Gr- call and. Well, granted, it was at park closing. It's chaotic anyway. Yeah. You know, I. It's a Saturday night, I think. Um. Yeah. But I, my question, my question, it was October twelfth, Ian. Um, oh, the article's on October fifteenth. So. Uh, the the question I have is no, what kind of. Yeah. What kind of stroller? did this guy have that took him that long to fold up? Well, you know what, though? I mean, honestly, uh, this have I'll you, tell you Have you right seen out. some of these newfangled ones? Well, no, not even that, but I use my <laughs> stroller as like a, you know, like a shopping cart. So, I mean, if you got to yeah, unload all true. bags out that's of there and you've got to get the diaper bag and you've got to pick the kid up and all that, yeah, it could take you a couple minutes yeah, to get it. Get they, but how long they, have these people been here? They should know to get that thing folded up. Well, and, that, now I mean, that I will agree with. Yeah, you should definitely. And, and why didn't the wife and baby get on and save a spot for him? Right. Well, yeah. I don't know. Let's move on. Let's yeah. move on to something happier. Duffy. Duffy. <laughs> 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 it's out of the topic, right? We oh my goodness! If you check. See Duffy this afternoon. Do you? Okay. Well, we will do that. But um, <laughs> we looked around Epcot, and if you've checked the Twitter feed, Duffy's everywhere. But Gary has a inside story on Duffy. Yes, uh, Duffy the Disney Bear had never stopped being sold as as uh, an item in Epcot or any of the downtown Disney stores. That bear with the little mouse paw has been sold for years, and they only recently pulled him and then gave him clothes and called him Duffy. It's the same bear that you've been able to buy. So Gary's saying uh, that like it's, it scandal. never left. Wow. Yeah, it it's was not, always it's, there. It's it's yeah he never left he he had been there and that was told to me by a cast member who works in a very knowledgeable area. Okay. So so, so Duffy never left. It's the Duffy conspiracy. Duffy is still there, but Duffy more so is just everywhere. I mean, I've got, it's, yeah, Mel was not kidding. Mel did say that. Yeah. yeah. I took pictures of every display I saw. That's how it was presented to us at the pass holder preview. I mean, she literally said, "It, get ready." Well, it's you know, be interesting is if the reaction on our boards is any indication of people's interest in this thing, it's an epic fail because most people are like, "I don't get it." 
I have no interest in it. I don't understand. But Kevin, uh, what? just wait. I just, okay. I just think when they get here, and I don't know. When you Thank guys you. come in December, Ian, I, I want to hear Taylor's review and see okay. what she yeah, says. Yeah, definitely. I will give you that. Uh, okay. And I promise I will be I will be honest. If Taylor goes berserk for a Duffy, then I will let you know. Well, I okay. will tell you, the, the only couple times I've been over to Epcot um, this week, I have only seen about four or five people in line at most for Duffy. Really? Yep. Well, well you know, Gary claimed otherwise. He is kind of new, so we'll see. You know whether that changes. Well, they have a big area right across from the Duffy store, uh, for lack of a better term, is, where yeah. where Duffy is, and there's there's probably four or five people is all I've seen. Yeah, but John, uh, they did an experiment several years ago where a guy in New York just walked up and stood in front of a door. And wait, and cr- yeah. created a line, and people started yeah, getting in line thoughts. behind him. You don't have to go to New York to do that. I had that experience at <laughs> so. Disney World back in my back in my days when I was a heavy duty pin collector. I we got to the it was the day the Magic Carpets of Aladdin opened, and they were releasing a, a limited edition pin for it. And we waited, and you know, got inside. And if you know where the stores are, kind of on your on your way down to the on the right hand side there, on your way down to the Magic Carpets of Aladdin, kind of across on the treehouse. Right. We were all standing in this big line. I mean, it was long, you know. And I'm standing there, and this woman walks up and gets in line behind me. And I knew instinctively that this woman was not there to buy a pin. Right. So we waited in line for like a good 10 minutes. And this woman finally taps me on the shoulder and she says, What are we in line for? What's this one? What's this one? No, she says, what ride is this the line for? Uh, and, and, uh, there's no. So she just she just literally just wandered off. So it seemed to be too particularly put out by the fact that she had just waited ten minutes in the wrong line. But yeah, that, that's, wow. that's so the point being basically what Gary's saying is uh, they could put anything in a a, fl- a a fluffy costume out there and there'd be five people waiting for it anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I mean, so. how many people saw Bolt? He's out there. Yes. Bolt is out there? Bolt. Bolt the Wonder Dog. I haven't seen Bolt. He was out there a few weeks ago. I took a picture of him and tweeted it. Because <laughs> he's kind of rare. Yeah. But. Well, that's another, you know, that the, the rare character collectors were probably going crazy over him. Right, yeah. right. Hey, one of the anyway. one of the other things I wanted to talk about since uh, it's related to us being down here, um, I've been doing you know a lot of shopping for my family, doing the the touristy thing and seeing what I can bring back for the kids and my wife and stuff like that. And I just want to say one thing: curse you, Paul Pressler. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for making every store across the property so vanilla and bland that. Same. I can't find something original. I mean, there, gosh, there used to be a day where I would walk into certain stores and certain places and I would know that, okay, well, they have this type of merchandise and they have this type of merchandise and you'd find something special here. And I'd go you into would the know con- that you were leaving with like $400 less in your wallet than you came in with, too. Oh, abso- absolutely. But, it, but I didn't mind. No, me because, neither. I because was it was to do great it. stuff. And, like, you know, even going up to the contemporary gift shop, okay? I just wanted a logo shirt of this resort. I just wanted the uh, the logo of the Contemporary Resort on a polo shirt or something like that. Do you think any of them are up there? Nope. Really? Nothing. Because my understanding was the Deluxe Resorts still have the individual. No? They had they had a couple women's shirts, but I could not find a single polo that said Contemporary wow. Resort up there. That's and, I had no trouble finding them the last time I was there. 
But then at, again, at which resort was it? Earlier no. this year, uh, contemporary. Nope, nothing's there. They were in the. Um, and I, forgive me, I can't remember the name of the store. It's the one that's right at the top of the escalators there. BVG. Yeah, or, Vista Gifts, all yeah. the way in the back, hey, yep. all the way in the no, back right hand side. I looked. But, but I mean, I, I've even noticed that at the Polynesian, you know, where you used to have 15 or 20 different items to choose from, you know, resort-wise, you know, now it's down to about five. Yeah, and they're all the uh, same. That's the other thing, too. Like, you know, your shirt that says Disney's Contemporary Resort looks a heck of a lot like your shirt that says Disney's Polynesian Resort, right. you know, and it's just sort of the same I mean, you know, the Polynesian shirt is not Hawaiian-looking anymore necessarily. It's just a polo shirt with the resort name on it and, you know, the Disney Parks logo, which, you know, I hate. Well, but I agree with you. It's awful. And you know what's really funny, John, or not funny, I guess, depending on how you look at it, mm-hmm. is that the, the rumors are and have been for a couple years now that merchandise spending is way down in the parks and, you know, the, the per-guest spending is down and Disney appears to be currently willing to blame it on the economy. But it will be interesting to see to me what happens when, you know, the economy finally kind of rebounds. And if they're I, – I don't, I don't think – because I'm, I'm the same way. I once – this is a true story. I once bought so much when I was in Disney World, and I won't even tell you how much I spent, but it was well I know north it's coming. Of, I was well north of $1,000. I had to pack it up in a box and FedEx it home to myself because right. I didn't have enough room in my bag to carry it home. <laughs> you know, so it was – and I, I mean, and I did that more than once. And now – I it like as not I will leave with some tchotchke for the kids because you know you got to buy them something, right. and uh, and you know maybe a t-shirt for myself if I find something that's interesting and that's it. Yeah. It well, really I, you know, even up on uh, Main Street where on the left hand side there there's the uh, sports shop or what used to be kind of a athletic themed shop yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah, Four right. Casey's. Well, they've like pretty, one, yeah. pretty much blown away all the athletic apparel in there, where you used to be able to find things like, uh, you know, like hockey shirts, yep. uh, you know, just mm-hmm. sports-themed shirts, things like that. It's all pretty much generic Disney merchandise. They have a small golf section, and the rest of it is, it, I mean, it, it just, it's depressing in a way. I, you know, I go in there, and I'm like, I, I'm looking for something for my son who likes sports. You know where I had to go? I had to go to the ESPN store yeah. on Boardwalk to find anything. Um, and even there, they don't have anything really with the Disney tie-in. It's more with the ESPN tie-in. So, um, yeah. I'm, That's very disappointing. I agree. At downtown Disney. You know, I was thinking that too, but somebody told me even that, that, that um, they were looking for a hockey shirt there. That was, that was yeah. me. Was that you, Gary? Yeah. Yeah. And nothing. We know it's interesting Too much about Philly's Team merchandise to me. Sorry, <laughs> Team Mickey has like you know has team apparel though. It's not you're not going to find like a, right. That's like what a, yeah. Look, it's it's you're literally going to get you know an Alabama Crimson Tide jersey or something like that. Right. I mean, it's not it's uh it's or with Mickey on it or they have the Mickey tie-in shirts with yeah, the yeah the, 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 like the Mickey hockey jersey stuff. You're right, they do right, have that. Right. That's true. So, and yeah, uh, a lot uh, of hockey jerseys. Really? No hockey jerseys? No hockey jerseys. Oh. It's it's all all the three main sports. It's basketball, football, baseball. Right. In other words. They have a lot of golf stuff. Yeah, what I was just trying to say is everything has just become very bland. Um and and there's a lot of repetition throughout the resort where things you see one place you will see in every single shop. And we're not just plastic, talking about plastic play sets and the uh, you know well, the plush yeah, and vinyl mation. <laughs> yeah, which I don't, I do not get that at all. I have no can, idea what can that I, is. Can, can I interject something here? 
Sure. Yeah, we. I've been here all week, uh, and it may not sound like it, but I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I was just thinking for being very negative. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah, it, this I, is definitely a negatively feeling uh, podcast. Sorry. Uh, it is. I agree. Sorry, guys. We've right, you know, we'll go back and erase the whole thing. Most of the time. That's Next okay. week we'll, we'll 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 talk about all great stuff. No, what, what, I mean, I think the point is, I, w- I want to buy stuff, and I, right. I want, I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not complaining about the parks at all. They, I mean, actually, things are in great shape here. Um, everything's clean, um, you know, other than a few scrims here or there, you know, which you expect this time of year. Um, I mean, everything's up and operating capacity wise. It seems like they're hitting on all cylinders. Um, there's a lot of people here. Um, I, I don't have any complaints. Uh, my resort is nice. My room is nice. Um, you know, it, it's just the plussing of the experience. I just want to be able to take home some nice stuff. And I, and so I'm not complaining about my overall experience of being here. It, just merely about I, I, I just want to have some cool stuff to take home. And I think it's very very homogeneous anymore. It's just very yeah. homogenized. Just there's there isn't the uniqueness that there there was at one point and i I think that happened um you know 10 years ago under a certain person's rule and just they've never recovered quite from that but but otherwise yeah 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 exactly the gapization of disney merchandising but um disney parks thing yeah but i mean there's lots of cool stuff uh by the way love the toronto rail uh, mm-hmm. saw that. Uh, I think that's really cool. I mean, you may not be a Tron fan, but it's it's very cool what they did to the monorail. I also want to give huge props to um, Disney cast members. Um, the other night on the monorail, I left a bag of merchandise, by the way, uh, a CD and a couple T-shirts I picked up for my son on a monorail. Within 15 minutes, um, I had my stuff back. Um, and, the, and the guy who was standing there called every location along the way, called every monorail, asked them if they found it. I mean, they were just fantastic. So, I mean, there's a lot of good down here. And, and I don't, you know, I don't mean to sound like like a negative <laughs> Nelly or something like that. So There is. Even even I, who tend, I, you know, will openly admit, not surprise anybody, I tend to be pretty critical of them. Right. Um, you know, primarily because I've been going there since 1974 and I remember what, you know, what it used to be like. But it's still like 90%. You know, a wonderful experience. It used to be like a ninety-nine percent wonderful experience, but you know, I go, I keep going. Something must be going right. You know, I yeah, exactly. Right. And every time We're I'm here. there, every time I'm there, I have a fantastic time. There's no doubt about it. Are there negative things that happen? Of course. You know, there always are. Are they more than maybe they were ten or fifteen years ago? Yeah, unfortunately, they are. But I still have an awesome time. I still, I, I own, you know, two different properties for the vacation club, and 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 you know, we still go. My, kid, we have a great family vacation when we're there it's one of the few times when you go on vacation and you're having as much fun like with the kids doing what the kids are doing you know you can't do that anywhere else and and that's what walt wanted and it still works and i agree i I do have something else positive to say the the coffee in the um contemporary in the lobby coffee shops uh, the contemporary grounds is good it is good i drain my coffee yeah yeah, all three of us had uh, coffee this morning, and that was actually yep. uh, pretty good there. So, uh, I mean, for for all well, that's the good, talk that's about- where I'm staying in December. So I will. Uh, John, speaking of which, did you want to? Um, that's a good segue. Did you want to touch on uh, Bay Lake at all? 
you had mentioned earlier that maybe you wanted to. Well, yeah, we're actually, um, as a group, all three of us uh, are headed over to Bay Lake, and we're going to do a tour of, I think they've got a studio and also a villa um, that are going to be available for us to see. And we're also going to get taken up top to um, just see oh. the observation area. <laughs> yeah, you are in for a treat there. That is quite a view. Yeah, so um, tell us a little bit about what we're going to experience. I mean, um, what, what do you think? What do you think of the property? Um, I, okay, so I almost, I, almost, I almost let the cat out of the bag. I almost said, well, when we talked about what our favorite resorts are, uh, but we didn't. That never happened. So, uh, <laughs> oh, but it did. It, it, that's that episode that happened but lost, didn't happen. The lost tapes. Lost, the lost the intercot <laughs> lost tapes. Yeah, the lost tapes racing? of intercot. Yes. Um, but anyway, um, so just in general, I love the contemporary. I'll just leave it at that in case we cover that topic again. Yeah, someday. By the way, I'll just, I'll just interject here before you go into that. I, I do like my room here. Um, oh yeah, they're awesome. The new the new refurb rooms are are fantastic. I mean, they're I really do. nice. Little short on storage, but um, bigger though. Big. I mean, big. one of the biggest rooms on property just for a regular hotel room, four hundred and twenty three square feet or something. I think I one like of the it. biggest biggest deluxe rooms has a very nice feel, but um, admittedly nothing Disney in the room. Not I no. Mean, not, well, nothing subtle, really. You, I, I haven't been. I haven't stayed in one of the. What? I don't yeah. see anything on the couch. Uh, there's Mickey heads hidden yeah. in it. There you there, go. That, okay. and that, I, I kind of like that new approach. It's not quite it's, it, in a deluxe anyway. If I'm staying in like the Caribbean beach or something, I don't mind. You know, being hit over, over the head, head with, with it. Mickey. But when you're in a deluxe, I like the subtle. <laughs> the, the Grand Floridian's the same way. The wallpaper has a little subtle Mickey heads on it. It's very well done. But um, anyway, uh, so back the in wall, the day, the wilderness lodges. Are, the wilderness lodge. What? What, Gary? The rooms aren't super Mickey eyes. So no. they've been refurbed too. They've got they've got beautiful headboards. These yeah. carved headboards are amazing. And uh, yeah. I love the Wilderness Lodge. Uh, yeah. I love them all. Yeah, me too. So Ian, uh, sorry to just anyway. So so when back when and I pff, I can't even remember when it was. Probably early '08, <clears throat> maybe even before that. Probably '07. Even when the when when the rumors started abounding about. Um, a, a DVC coming to the contemporary, you know, I said to my wife, I go, and we had already owned at Saratoga. So I said, look, we're adding on points at the contemporary if they open one. So, um, we literally bought on the first day that Bay Lake tower went on sale. Um, in fact, we have a, uh, a like a brick at the waterfall or at the pool side. There is one of the, wait, 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 wait. So, so you actually have a brick I, I, we were talking about that today. A different brick, not not the same brick. Um, they they at the right. pool no, the ones here. Yeah, we just we saw them on the way into my room today. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I were like, I I didn't know that existed. Yeah. So I have, I uh, I have one. Yeah, we have one as a family. <laughs> That's we'll find it because there we, aren't that many. Yeah, we were just yeah. talking about that. Like I never, I I didn't even know they did that. Yes. Um, and what did that set you back, Ian? What's that? How much did that set you back? I mean, well, it was, it was probably included. a ninety-seven or something. It right? was included. It was included in the. Um, no, no, no! no. It just they just did it. I mean, it's a brand new pool, so. Uh, oh, uh, at the Bay Lake Towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm trying to. You guys are. Oh. are we're, talking we're talking about, about right the tequila bar right. today. Was that today? No, no, no. We're <laughs> talking about the. There are bricks at, out in front of the. Uh, out in front of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. This pool. is this was for for the first thousand owners at Bay Lake, um, when they built the new Bay Lake pool. There is like a uh, a fancy kind of a waterfall okay. that's a part of it, and the, it, the, it's made of these like crystal 
you know, glassy looking bricks and, and they inscribe your name on, you know, your family name on one of them. So we have, we have one of those, but, um, anyway, so we went when, when they, when they opened to tour, which was of course before they went on sale, um, you know, we went and toured the, uh, toured the DVC and they had a one bedroom. This was not at the, at Bay Lake. This was at, uh, at the DVC building over by, uh, over at Saratoga. So we toured the, the rooms and they were really cool, very contemporary, but yet with a very nice Disney feel, um, really nice. And then when we bought, when we were actually down there and bought, um, I guess it was after that. It must have been the last trip we were on. Our guide actually took us into the to the resort and showed us around, and we got to go up on the rooftop lounge, which is so. The cool thing about the rooftop lounge is it's it's you know key access only for DVC. Yeah, apparently and guests. we won't be allowed in there today, but they will take us up to the observation area up up there. Yeah, they're pretty stingy about who can go in there because of the contractual um, yep. obligations yep. they have to the owners. So, yep, yep. Um, but it's an unbelievable view. I mean, as you can, you know, not surprisingly, I mean, you're up very high and you're right looking over the Magic Kingdom. So, at night they they pipe in the fireworks music and you can watch the fireworks from the lounge. It's got a nice bar up there. Very nice, really nice spot. Um, you know, oh, is, being, it, is it called Top of the World? No, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, we were um, wondering if they had, they had recycled they should the have, name. They should have recycled the name, but I don't. That would have been kind it. of cool. Yeah. Um, but they, um, you know, I, and and when they first, even though I was, even though I knew I was going to buy it, when they first started building it, I was a little bummed out because it does kind of change the look of the contemporary resort. You know, it's definitely a bit of a takes a little getting used to there, yep. but um, the inside it's really nice. I mean, it's a really nice spot. We we're definitely we're, we're actually staying there for the first time, even though we've owned since um, 2008. We haven't stayed there yet, so this is the first time that we'll be staying there in December, and we're really looking forward to it. Well, you know, Ian, uh, the one thing you said about it looking out of place. See, I look kind of long term at this property right now, and I'm staying in one of the garden wings, and I could totally see them demolishing the garden wings on the other side and putting up an identical tower uh, that matches that one, and then you have some symmetry going on. But I mean, I, I don't think it would be that much of a stretch at some point for them to do that. No, I don't either. I mean, you know, the rumors are again, you know, these are only rumors, of course, but rumors are that they are exploring doing similar things at the um, Grand Floridian and the Polynesian, potentially whether it's um, converting, you know, one of the long houses that's already there into DVC, like they did kind of with Animal Kingdom Lodge, or if it's demolishing a building and building something similar to what they did with. Bay Lake is not really clear yet, but they are. I mean, that's the rumors are that that's what they're going to do. So, well, the one thing here with this is that the high rise fits into the whole contemporary thing. Yeah, absolutely. High rise, but uh, at any of the other places, anything that went above the skyline of of either one of them really wouldn't. Work they would out. definitely have to work really hard to keep yep. keep something in those in that spot integrated with the look and feel of the resort. That's why it was sort of proposed that it might be more of a, uh, you know, maybe they would take two buildings. At the Floridian, and, and you know, maybe expand them, or, 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 you know, the problem is when you when you're building DVC, you know, it's not they're not hotel rooms. I mean, yeah, you have some studios, and of course, studios make up the bulk of the resort, but you also have the one bedrooms, the two bedrooms, and then the grand villas, and that takes up a lot of space. So one of the rooms, one of the buildings, would not hold very much from a DVC standpoint. So, and it would probably make it cost prohibitive because. You know, the guests have to share the maintenance or the owners have to share the maintenance costs. So the smaller resorts, you know, your maintenance fees are higher because you're you're sharing the burden of the maintenance fees with fewer owners. So it'd be interesting to see if they do that, how they how they execute on it. 
Well, I, I think it, it should be interesting for all of us just to kind of get a feel of that, which I'm, I'm sure we can probably talk yeah, about on, on, the, on the next podcast and kind of give you an idea. We're, we're coming close to the end of our, our time together here. Just wanted to share a kind of cool story um, last night. Uh, you know, every time you come down here, you have some kind of interesting experience that goes on. I, I Again, I don't care how many times you've been here. Something oh, happens that, that just kind of blows you away. Last night, uh, standing... Uh, close to the American Adventure, kind of near Morocco in that area, up on the fence, uh, just talking to my buddy Patrick and a guy in a Disney get up with a headset, hops over the fence and he's, you know, excuse me, you know, he says, pardon me guys. And we're like, hey, what's going on, Disney guy? Uh, and he's like, hey, yeah, how are you guys doing? We just get into kind of a nice casual conversation and we said, so what, what, exactly is it you do and he says i'm the guy that drives the globe in illumination oh i met that guy before (laughs) which you know we were like okay first of all i didn't know i you know ignorant to the fact that it wasn't on a track oh really yeah Yeah, he said no it's free floating or uh uh, four motors one on each side of things you're echoing again yeah we're echoing so you, Gary. Gary. What? Echo? I'm not echoing. I think it's Gary. Yeah, it was. It's I'm you. laying no, on the Sean. floor. It was definitely Gary. It was definitely Gary. <laughs> it's all fixed now. The the shocker came when we started talking to him about. Okay, so you know, there's a lot of heat that's generated. You've got flames above you. You've got fireworks going on around you. You know, how do you stay protected? He's like, oh yeah, I got a bunker. <laughs> got a bunker? It's like, yeah, two inch steel. I've got a uh, bunker in that in that boat. So apparently, he's very well protected. Um, and again, just one of those kind of cool things. Just happened to be right place, right time. Talking to a guy who was very friendly and told us that he drives the globe. Yeah, the, um, Mel's favorite show. I, I, w- For- I wish he was unemployed. <laughs> kidding. Oh, oh, oh that's a low blow. Or he could he could go somewhere else, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's cool. I, I, had, I had an opportunity to be backstage um, in the area where they keep that uh, at one point, and got a relatively up close look at it. It's a pretty sophisticated little uh, gizmo there. Very, very, very cool. cool. Have you ever watched them bringing them in when they lift up the bridge? Yeah, they lift there up the bridge. Yeah. The China. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we got we actually got stopped there one night, um, and I don't remember right. what I was there, but it was really crowded. And we were all kind of, you know, mooing our way down the, the cattle chute there. And all of a sudden, the, the rope goes up and they stop everybody. And, of course, the people behind you aren't really – they don't really know what's going on. So they're continuing to kind of press forward and people are, you know, like, hey, knock it off. Can't go anywhere. And it was actually one of those moments in Disney where we were like, wow, it's – there's a lot of people here. Right. Yeah. right. So, Gary, was there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to hit? Well, uh, no, I mean, except unless you're talking about Mel wanting the lasers back in Epcot, the freaking lasers. There are still a show. lot of lasers in the show, but yeah, no, we don't have that. There are. Mel, anything uh, you need to cover? No? I'm good. I'm good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wait. Ooh, I just wait. got picked by NLCS tickets. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, God. Ian's going to see the Phillies. Well, I have entered the stupid postseason lottery every year. It's the first time I won. 
Well, congratulations, Ian. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's okay. Apologies. Well, hey, guys, I, I think that's about a wrap. Uh, live from Disney's Contemporary Resort, another edition of the Intercot Insider Podcast. Melanie Bounds, Ian Mitchell, Gary O'Brien, I am John Yaglinski, and we do thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.